Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, it's Dave here. I've gone live just a tad bit early. I do see you. Yes, James, skull baby, skull baby, skull baby. I'm switching screens right quick so I can bring in Jonas the Man from CTP Germany. There he is. How you doing, buddy? Oh. That was way too stressful again. But we are used to that. <laughs> there we go. Still working on the tweet. Let's see. Bada boom, bada bing. There we go, because that's the wrong one. Let's close that. There we go. Oh, come on. Yes, we're watching. Hey there, Mary. Hey there, Lene. How are you guys doing? We are watching. I'm behind. Jonas, have we hit the two-minute mark yet? We should be close. Uh, it's two minute and one second. And okay. the Dolphins just got hit with an illegal man on field penalty. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Too bad for them. G-Mac! Good to see you, brother. Jonas getting some love from Mary. And Teddy is sacked by Daniel Hunter. Hey! He got it. I didn't know if he was actually playing. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, actually, he would have had a sack on that intentional grounding. Uh-huh. Um that, I mean, he was right there, and if Teddy doesn't throw this into the ground, he would have had his sack already. But, I mean, the defensive line has been in uh, in the QB's face all game long. Like, every time uh, the Dolphins got anything going, it was just uh, some quick thing over the middle and uh, the coverage not, not being able to... Uh, to tighten it up it was just like every time it took a little bit longer for the Dolphins uh, to get anything open, it was basically always a sack. Tweet is out. We're inside the two minutes, I believe. Oh, people have already joined us. Mary G. Mac, Lene. Welcome to the show, and of course, James06, starting us all off. Love the winning. You got it, GMAC. We all do. As you can see, stuck in the middle, Mary says, hey, Tyler, Tyler Fornis of The Real Forno Show joins us today. How you doing, up, Tyler? Oh, my gosh. This team is going to uh, kill me at some point in time. <laughs> um, it's look, uh, 
This is, uh, I'm just going to kind of say it plainly. This is a way that the Vikings never seem to find a way to win in the Mike Zimmer era. They played bad football today, and they're up 14 points. Mm-hmm. That's that's a completely different scenario than anything we've really experienced in quite some time. I'm there you go, being as, positive. Yeah, uh, look, there's going to be a lot of negative to talk about this game, but the positives are awesome. Uh, Patrick Peterson, outside of a couple times where he just got burned with speed, uh-huh. Played a really, really good football game today. Um, I'm look, Bradbury reverted back to his normal self. He had a rough game today. A lot of bad communication on that offensive line. Kirk Cousins struggled early, but I think a lot of that had to do with the O line combined with man coverage stifling these Vikings receivers. That's going to continue to be an issue. And I'm really excited the fact that they get a chance to self scout this week with the bye, and they'll be able to hopefully find some route combinations to figure it out and fix it because mm-hmm. they're going to have to do something. They have to beat man coverage. If teams can actually line up across the board against these receivers and stop them, this offense is screwed. And we've seen it against the Eagles, and now we're seeing the Dolphins have some success with it. They're going to have to figure that out. How are they going to be able to figure it out? I'm not 100% sure. I'm excited to look back at the tape, but Daniil Hunter is having himself a game. Not a lot of stats, but he's getting to the quarterback, and that's honestly huge for this team. Um, the Dolphins obviously just scored, but look, they're finding a way to win ugly football, and mm-hmm. I, that we can't say that enough. Oh, and the Dolphins doing the analytically smart thing, going for two here uh, to try and set themselves up in case of an onside recovery. Right. Um and GMAC talking about Packers Jets. Jets are ahead 27 10. I'm showing 833 left. I can't wait to see Aaron Rodgers in his close game conference. It should oh, be he's going to be so mad. Uh, yes, Lene Darius Smith has done outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And the Dolphins, if you're delayed like me, just scored. Would you believe it if I told you Teddy Bridgewater is 324 passing yards in this game? How many? 324. Well, I'm showing 329. But yes. And they missed on the two. Oh, it is. Version. It is uh, yes. 329. Thanks, Jonas. Jonas is obviously watching closer to live than, but Tyler should be. He's in the local area. Swerving <laughs> um, 95. Where's five and one T? In the history, I uh, but we're five I, and I one, actually, or will be. Hopefully. I actually saw it at the same time as Jonas because I stream everything because cable's expensive, and I quite frankly don't want to pay it. I get an antenna, one of yeah. those digital antennas. That's they what don't I really use work. For live local. They don't work that well in my house based on where my TVs are positioned, so it just kind of is what it is. So I, I just deal with like a twenty second delay. And there we go. Okay, and now we're going to see that on 24 16. Are you watching it? 24 16, 124. Dolphins going to kick. Yeah, they got, they're going to do an onside kick. Peterson broke that one up on the extra point. Pat P had a decent day today. Most of the defense did. The Vikings just took a timeout in front of, uh, ahead of that onside kick. 
Why? Yeah. Uh, same thing. Is... Uh, they want to get their uh, their hands ready. I don't to know. my knowledge, Sanders is notoriously great at onside kicks, and this is probably going to be like some kind of spinning gimmick. And I, uh, they have the timeouts; they're they're not going to use them. So, it, just get yourself a hundred percent situated. I I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lene, I have NFL Sunday ticket as well. Wouldn't watch that many Vikings games if we didn't have it. But it does run at least a minute behind everybody else. You do the streaming option, don't you? Yes, I have the streaming okay. through yeah. versus the direct antenna. Yeah. Okay. Mary says, okay, Vikes. Does that mean they attempted the onside kick? They He's just did it, and Cameron Bynum, Cameron Bynum just recovered it. Uh, so uh, awesome. it's game. That was that was a really good attempt to make Bynum make that catch. That was that was very well executed by both sides, but the Dolphins didn't get the result they were looking for. They were hoping for a a myth and they didn't get it. Okay. Cool. With that, I'm gonna hit the roll in. We're inside two minutes. Win or lose. Join us on Climbing the Pockets, the final score. And we're back. The Vikings have the ball. They've lined up in the victory formation. Mary says win. Kevin says five and one. It's five and one going into the bye. If anybody told you at the beginning of the season the Vikings would be five and one going into the bye, would you have believed it? I mean, it wasn't like... um... A totally crazy possibility. You had to uh, see those. Uh, you had to see that schedule, and you knew that there was a good opportunity to uh, get into the bye week feeling very well. I mean, five one is definitely like the the highest it could have gotten. Uh, like there was was uh, hard to believe that they would go uh, unbeaten through this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was like the best thing that could have happened, but it was definitely a possibility. And, um, of course, uh, the Packers are looking a little bit weaker than we thought. Uh, I think that's... And they've officially the more, lost 27 like, to 10. The more... Uh, unexpected thing. Not that the Vikings are five and one. It's that the Vikings are ahead of the Packers and uh, by two and a half games. That's the crazy thing about this. And uh, they have the division right now in a really, uh, in absolutely in control. Like yes, I, did. I didn't think that they would go into the bye week with that kind of cushion. Right. And, and you're right. And the Bears lost today as well. The Lions are on the bye. So the Vikings move ahead even further going into their bye. You can't beat that with a stick. 
Right, Tyler? No, that's – look, the record 5-1 and one is absolutely tremendous. You cannot say it's a bad thing. It's a great thing. And the fact that they're figuring out ways to win when they're really not playing great football is tremendous. And these games are going to help long-term when you get into these really tough battles, and you have to figure out a way to win games late. The Vikings have already figured that out. They're fi- they figure out how to win games. Now you just need to self-scout and improve what isn't going well and try to fix it long-term. And all of a sudden, this is how you can turn a team that's a fringe playoff team into a true Super Bowl contender. Will that happen this year? That's yet to be seen. We genuinely don't know how the rest of the season is going to turn out. But the trajectory of the Kevin O'Connell era is through the roof right now because of how he's utilizing essentially the same assets that he had last year. You have a couple improvements. You have, instead of uh, Everson Griffin, you have Zadarius Smith. You have an improved Christian Derrissaw. But this is for the most part, the same team. You have and Harrison Phillips. Yeah, and you can argue he's a downgrade for Michael Pierce. Um, like, this is, for the most part, the same general components, and they're figuring it out way better than they did last year. And to me, that's on the coaching. Um, obviously, it's concerning. The Vikings gave up 491 yards Still to funny. a very depleted Dolphins team using their second and third quarterbacks. But you can fix that. And it is truly a bend-don't-break scheme. They only allowed 16 points, and at the end of the day, that's what matters the most. I'm really excited to see how they fix things because there's a lot that needs work. Mm-hmm. But they're Justin, five and one, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. Justin, there are a few dominant teams. I put Buffalo and Kansas City in that realm. But yes, you are correct. The Vikings are taking advantage of a weaker schedule and they're finding a way to win, which we didn't do last year. Jonas, what's your highlight of the game? Well, um, that's actually quite tough because the game wasn't good. It wasn't a good game. But Mm -hmm. if I want to point something out, it's got to be that pass rush. I mean, it had to be expected because of how depleted this offensive line of the Dolphins was. But... At least they did what was expected from them. Uh, Zadarius Smith had a really good game. Uh, Daniel Hunter showed up at times. Uh, We saw some inside pressure. We saw uh, Patrick Jones uh, making an impact on those uh, rotation. And like that's, that's what was expected from them, but at least they did what uh, was expected from them. That's more than you can say from a lot of other players today. Mm -hmm. I agree. Tyler, did you have any highlights of the game? Look, uh, I would give my game ball to anybody. It's going to go to Patrick Jones. He stepped up in a big way with DJ Wadham out, and Wadham had been getting – like 40 to 50 snaps a game. He was being used a lot, especially on third downs with like three outside linebacker as rusher looks. And Jones came in and had two sacks. He was consistently in the right place. I, I thought he played absolutely tremendous. The defensive line ended up getting six sacks on the day. Uh, Daniel Hunter, I saw his hand in the dirt a little bit more than we had previously. And I, I think overall that helped him a little bit because he was consistently in the backfield. He was making things happen. And this pass rush really stepped up. And to me, even though the defense gave up that 491 yards, they were consistently getting to the quarterback. It was the coverage on the back end that was lacking. 
and they were doing, I thought I saw a blitz, but I think it was actually more stunting and switching up who's rushing who this game than they had in the past. And it did generate pressure, which was a wonderful thing. My highlight of the game, to be a little bit different, however, I think the defense is the one that actually won us this game because the offense started out so, so slowly and badly, was uh, Ryan Wright made up for his shank last week. Mm-hmm. The man had, what, nine punts today, I think it was? Um, Ten punts today. You had... Six inside the 20, he had that wonderful 73-yard, as they said on uh, the broadcast, majestic punt that just absolutely switched field position because the Vikings were back deep. It's uh, He made his day, his comeback. Special teams as a whole did a lot better today. Joseph uh, did miss that extra point, which he hadn't, but... We got we made that up on a two point conversion, so all is good. The Vikings are five and one. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight. We'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Jonas, you have any lowlights of the game? Somebody you want to call out or some aspect of the team? Definitely not somebody, but uh, the fact that the Vikings are still so helpless against uh, blitzing defenses. Like, if you are watching Vikings tape right now, you have to go away uh, with the conclusion that the way to beat this offense is just to blitz the hell out of them because the Vikings have absolutely no answer for that. And I don't know uh, if it's Cousins not checking into the right place uh, or if it's uh, the wrong play calls. I don't know. But they just don't have any answers against the Blitz. And I'm not even sure if the offensive line played so poorly today. They, of course, didn't play as well as they did uh, so far this year. But overall... They got blitzed a lot, so I'm not sure if uh, that's that much on the offensive line because there there are just so many guys you can block, and uh, if they are sending more, you've got to account for that in some way, uh, maybe with some extra men in protection or uh, some quick hot routes. I don't know, but you, you've got to have answers for that. And the Vikings didn't have answers for that, like, the whole season. So 
that's definitely something they got to figure out during this bye week. Agreed. Tyler, you got any low lights you want to hit? Yeah, the, the Vikings need to figure out something with this coverage scheme. Look, I understand the basis behind it. The basis is sound, especially when you think about that 2018 Chicago Bears team. They had horses in pass rushing. Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd. They had guys who were able to get to the quarterback really consistently. They were able to play great coverage on the back end. It helped that you had an all-pro corner, Kyler Gordon, emerging safeties in Eddie Jackson and Adrian Amos. But the Vikings don't quite have those same horses. And you cannot keep running these same uh, type of schemes and expect the same results. I think this scheme is great long-term, but they need to figure out a way to adjust and protect and play better coverage. You can't expect to give up four. It was 458 net yards after you include sacks. You can't expect to give up that kind of yards and let the Dolphins sustain drives. Because let's be honest, they shot themselves in the foot. That drive where they got into the red zone, five penalties for 40 yards, and then the Vikings also had a sack to keep get them out of field goal range. You have to figure out how to play better coverage and challenge these guys and not just let Tyree Kill run 15 yards and drop in a zone, and then all of a sudden Teddy can just hit him like it's like it's candy, right? They have to figure that out, and they have to be willing to adapt. And I don't think, from my perspective, Ed Donatel has done nearly enough to adapt. They need to fix something. I don't know what that fix is, but what they're doing cannot, is not sustainable over the course of an entire season. They've got the win today. They had players make big plays. Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, Cameron Bynum. They forced turnovers. They got pressure in sacks. But there was time where they just couldn't protect it all. And they have to figure out a way to fix it. I'm hoping that they can do it because they have really smart people in the room. Ed Donatel has been in this league a long time. Kevin O'Connell's got his head on his shoulders, and he understands what needs to be done. Now they have to go in and implement it. I don't know how what kind of success we're going to see from that, but I'm really excited to see what ends up happening moving forward. Well, my low light of the game was the start, the offensive start. When your first four drives go four and or three and out, each one of them. When we talk, when I just talked about the punter having ten punts, there's a problem there. You need to be able to. Kevin O'Connell needs to be able to adjust. The team needs to be able to execute. Whether it was a slow start of Dalvin and his wonderful. 53-yard run was fantastic. We've been waiting for that. We knew he has the ability to take it to the house. But it's you've got to be able to start out stronger than that. Put your defense in a better position. Because that first quarter, the Dolphins' offense was on 11 and a half minutes, right, to the Vikings' three and a half, roughly. And you're going to gas those guys. They did a great job just in the fact that they were – you know, time of possession on the game was so lopsided from the beginning. The offense needs to start out better. I don't know if it was the heat and humidity, right? The The Dolphins play it smart. They're in the shade. They put the visitors in the heat. It was supposedly a 25-degree temperature difference between the shade and the sun. They put the, uh, the Vikings in their purple jerseys, which we said they're undefeated in purple this season. Gotta love that. But they've got to figure out a way to start out faster and get mm-hmm. into groove. Um, AD says, 
Can't lie, that Dalvin run surprised him. It surprised me a little bit, but there was some good blocking on that run, even from Ed Ingram, who got smoked today on one particular uh, pass rush. In particular, he got knocked off balance and and kept off balance that whole way as he got smoked and uh, Kirk got sacked. But it was those are things they can work on. Hopefully the self-scout in this bye week they can figure out some of those things and tweak them and make it so you're not just relying on pass rush on defense. You've got the back end that's doing better on offense that you're coming out and you're establishing a rhythm and getting moving early rather than the three and outs. Because at the beginning of the game, it looked like a long day for Vikings fans. And, hey, they pulled it out and they went ahead and they kept it ahead. They made it a little bit, you know, questionable at the end when Teddy went down and scored, but they kept it that way. So, yes, Nick, we usually start fast. We want to keep that starting fast, keep that going. Uh, historic narrative is they start too fast and fall off a cliff after the first drive. Well, we've seen a little bit of change in that under O'Connell. He's kept it going all but the third quarter, and – they brought it back in the fourth quarter when Kirk Cousins would have to come back from behind. Today, he did not have to, so that's a wonderful thing. All right. Are there any questions you guys have of this game? We're in our question and answer period that you'd like to address. And that goes for any of the viewers. If you have a question, throw it up there, and we will attempt to answer it. Jonas, have you got any questions on what you saw today? Mm, I think the Vikings got to answer a lot of questions. Um, like, I think and that's uh, something that we might discuss. Are they placing too much responsibility on the linebackers in coverage? Because I think that's one of the biggest Achilles heels the Vikings have right now. They They are getting beat over the middle a lot and uh, I think um, you just can't expect Kendricks to uh, play coverage like he used to play like two or three years ago I think that you see that and uh, yeah there may be a way to fix this defense a little bit to uh, by placing a bit more responsibility on the defensive backs instead of the linebackers. Mary, if you don't know Mary, Mary is a wonderful woman, wonderful lady. She's been with us forever. She's been a Vikings fan since they started. She very much used to help run a, uh, what is it, a Hallmark card shop. She just posted that she's going to send Aaron Rodgers a card, one of sympathy, I'm sure to uh, cheer him up a little bit after his loss. I think that's great, Barry. You rock. Tyler, have you got any questions about this team that you want to see answered, especially going into the bye? Yeah, um, and I think uh, Jonas and I have kind of touched on a lot of it. They need to figure out how to still play a bend-don't-break defense without like bending so much that you think it's just going to snap and the levee's going to break. Um, they need to figure out hot routes in some of these downfield concepts because like 
when you're getting blitzed, you have to have hot routes in there. Kirk Cousins has overall done a very good job at the line of scrimmage, understanding what's in front of him, changing the play, making sure that they're in right protection calls. But at the end of the day, you have to make sure somebody's hot. And if you don't do that, that's a big problem, Dave. You have to be able to figure that out. And I'm a little concerned that we're too focused on pushing the ball deep and we're not concerned enough about the little things. And I want to see that improved. I want to see Ed Ingram spend the bye week with some of these guys and really try to figure out communication because he has had rough communication in there, especially dealing with stunts. We've seen it time and time again. Some sacks and really bad pressures being allowed have come with stunts and failure to pass off defenders to another guy. So they need to figure that out as well. Um, And then lastly, man coverage. Why can't this team beat man coverage? You have two great route runners and a very good one in KJ Osborne. Irv Smith knows what he's doing too. How are these guys not able to separate from man coverage? Is it because of the concepts that they're doing? Is it because like they're just getting beat? Like what's the issue and how do we fix it? Um, those are kind of the things that I'm looking for um, as, as we come out of the bye. And obviously we get a Cardinals team, which uh, Kyler Murray is uh, like, look, Modern Warfare 2 is coming out. Yeah, I about to say, <laughs> he's going to be playing video games. Freddie asked a great question. Why is Greg Joseph missing extra points? Or you could add 50-yard pluses uh, when he's he missed, was so good early. He's missed two on the year now, right? Uh, this game two extra and points, then and then what was it? Four, three or four fifty yard plus four. Mm-hmm. He's one for five. The fifty, the fifty yarders, whatever. The extra points, like, look, not everybody can be Justin Tucker. Does it suck? Absolutely, you know. But I think what he's made, I think it's what twelve out of fourteen. Like when you look at it, the numbers aren't terrible. It's a thirty-three yard field goal. Sometimes stuff happens. Like if he misses two more in the next like four games, then I'm gonna start to have some concern. But two out of six stinks, but I don't think it's it's deadly. He had I think five misses last year. You gotta live with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Getty G man, you worried about protecting Kirk Cousins? We all are. We've asked for a better offensive line, and believe it or not, this year is better than it has been in the last eight years. It is. It takes time for them to gel. You've got a rookie on the right side who's learning, who does well, um, especially in a run game. He's learning in the pass game. You have center who has gotten a lot better, even though he got beat today, and Garrett Bradbury. You had Darisol look great today. Ezra looked great today. And I think O'Neal got beat like once. But you are slowly getting better. And I think uh, Cooper, their coach, is helping in with that. And the whole O'Connell scheme is helping them with that. I expect a lot more focus on it during the bye that they'll be looking at that. It should be good. As, as the further they go, the better it gets. And we've already noticed that Kirk Cousins generally has more time to throw the ball. And is clear. Even today, one of the sacks he took, he had time. He stepped up, and that's when he got uh, sacked. So it's how do you get the guys open, like Tyler said, against those coverages? You've got great route runners. Get them open. Get them early. 
look for there was one ish uh particular deal where they needed like 12 yards he threw two yards he was looking at the low he had a low medium high route setup he's got to get better at that but that is part of what we see you know going into the buy the stuff that they can work on and stuff that they can tweak now that moves us to the next section of the show what we have going forward. We have the bye this week. Jonas, do you have any plans for the bye? Are you still coaching and playing over there in Germany this time of year? Uh, there's one game left for one of our youth teams uh, who hopefully close out the season uh, as a perfect season. They have already won their league. Uh, they have not conceded as a uh, point on defense, so that's a awesome. good season so far, and I hope they close it off like that. Um, otherwise, uh, I will use the buy to watch a lot of football and being relaxed by doing it uh, while doing it, which is completely different to any weekend the Vikings play, and it's. It's a nice uh, chain of p- change of pace for uh, for a week. Then and then I'm going to be happy to see the Vikings again. And yeah, well, cool. Let us know how they do once the season ends, and uh, we'll talk about that. What have you got going on this week, Tyler? Well, um, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming for me on the Vikings wire, and as most of you know, I am the managing editor for the Vikings wire. And I'm going to be talking a lot about this game. I'm going to be talking a lot about big picture stuff for what we, what we've seen so far at this season, how things are going to project out. And then we're going to spend a lot of next week talking about the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to reflect back to last year's game and try to see, Hey, what was going on with last year? How can we take from that? And then project it forward. Obviously, the Vikings are are a different schematic team than they were last year, but the Cardinals are not. They are they do the same kind of stuff, very air raidy, uh, very blitz heavy on defense. So we're going to be able to see that. Um, and then we're, I'm just going to go in on like every aspect I can think of to try and understand what this Vikings team is. Because despite the five and one record, we really don't know how good this football team is, and that's both a good and a bad thing. Um, They're figuring out ways to win, but it's, this team is a a real mystery right now. And, but the the nice part is they do have a two game lead in the NFC North with the Packers lost today. And, (laughs) and as Sparky said, they have room, they're five and one and they still have room for improvement. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing room for improvement. They're going to be able to figure things out, and I really believe that. Uh, it's just how are they going to be able to figure things out? Where are they going to figure those things out? Where are they going to continue to struggle? There's just a lot of questions, and we're going to have a lot of fun moving forward. And I'm not going to do some Boone's Farm, but I'll tell you, I do have some bourbon that is calling my name. I got a stock up of ginger beer and lime. I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, and, and that's a good choice. Uh I'm drinking my Irish whiskey, McConnell's, um, after our head coach. And, uh, yeah, I haven't drank Boone's Farm in forever, and thankfully so. What's your beverage of choice, Jonas? 
Um, actually, I'm one of the few Vikings fans who indulge this team without drinking. I don't drink alcohol at all, so... Um, Good for you. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, you know, it is hard on the heart, and maybe we use alcohol to cope, but hey... If you go without it, absolutely fantastic. I can tell you what we've got coming up this week. Tomorrow night, we have Tyler Fortas and the Real Fordo Show. We'll be talking about a lot about these Vikings. Tuesday, we have scheduled Vikings hot takes. Hopefully, Eric and uh, Flip have hot takes for us going into the week, and they don't take the week off. I do expect, however, over the bye week, some of the shows will take the uh, a week off. We'll find out. I will keep you updated on the air. Over- the Real Forno Show will not be taking a week off. I will tell you that much right now. Uh, Wednesday, we have Vikings Happy Hour. Then back again Saturday. Even though we don't have a game, you'll have two old bloggers, Darren and I, will be breaking down this team so far. What we see, what we like, what can be improved how we can go on from here, build on that 5-1 and one record. Let's go further into this, right? We can easily see, judging by the schedule, a lot more wins. Yes, Buffalo's going to be hard. Yes, there's a couple of them on there that's going to be hard. But we can make it. And as long as they keep winning and improving on the way as they're doing it, this could set up for uh, one of those magical seasons, even though the start of today's game, you would have thought, no way. Um, looking at those that are uh, in the comments, we have uh, Alejandro drinking tequila. Buddy, you're a man from my own heart. I love tequila as well as my whiskey. With that, we're going to say goodbye for today. Let you get over to some of our friends like One Bar in Lubbockus or Score North or Vikings Report and watch, get in part of their post-game shows. And until then, of course, what do we say, guys? Skull Vikings. Come on, Jonas. Skull. Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, the Daily Norsemen, where the best Vikings content can be found, and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. This has been a Climbing the Pocket and SB Nation's Daily Norsemen broadcast. Skull, everybody. <laughs>